Are you looking for a better way to create your dream life? How to create wealth so you can enjoy your hobbies, friends, and family even more? Then this podcast is for you. We're Chris and Paul, and we're on a mission to help regular women and men gain access to passive income opportunities. Income opportunities that most people never even hear of. So let's start the show and create your fortune in wealth, health, and life, one step at a time. Hey everyone, Chris here, and today I want to talk about the frequently asked questions by limited partner investors, and I want to highlight some reasons why people might not invest. So let's get started. All right. One of the top questions we get are, how and when will distributions be made? Well, uh, distributions uh, will be made once the asset is secured, and I've talked about this in previous episodes where uh, depending on if you're investing in a value-add play, class CB or a stabilized A or a new construction, uh, that will dictate when your returns start. But if your returns start, let's say in an example, you invested in January and let's say they start in uh, July, then they would be made either monthly or quarterly and it would be based on the agreement in the PPM, let's say 6% return. You would get a distribution for that 6% return and it would come via usually ACH and uh, and you would be able to see that in the investor portal on a regular basis. So uh, distributions will start somewhere between three and nine months generally, new construction a little bit longer, and you can view all of that in the investor portal. Uh, next question we get is, when is the first distribution? So not just how and when our distribution made, but when is the first distribution? And again, that's based on the type of investment. So I would say at the earliest, you're probably going to be waiting at least three months before the first distribution. Um, but in our average asset, it's uh, it's six months or so. And then on new construction, it's, it's 12 to 18 months. So uh, are the general partnerships investing? Yes. Anyone who's in the general partnership team, uh, let's say the sponsor group or uh, the main sponsor, primary sponsor, uh, usually invests in all of the deals. And that will range anywhere from a minimum of $50,000, sometimes per person, or up to say half a million dollars as a group. Um, I've seen even larger actually, depending on you know the asset and whatnot. But yes, uh, we as sponsors, myself, I can speak for myself, invest in every deal that we buy. So we invest alongside the limited partners and you know that shows that we have confidence in the deal. And obviously we want to participate in the upside as well. So uh, the, the next question I'm asked quite frequently is, will there be a cost segregation study? Uh, and that includes bonus depreciation. Yes. Uh, for those of you who maybe don't know what a cost seg study is, basically we have a professional group come in and they a bunch of engineers and they break down the property and basically calculate uh, the depreciation um, through all kinds of uh, different studies. You know, and they'll take like the door frames and the flooring and the appliances and the roofs and figure out a schedule. And then uh, we get a depreciation schedule. And uh, for 2020 there, or 2022, sorry, uh, you can uh, depreciate about a hundred percent of whatever is available to you on an asset. So if it's 60 or 70 cents on the dollar, then you get to use 100% of that if you're a real estate professional and are in a particular um, tax situation that um, allows you to do so. Of course, you want to check with your CPA. 
but uh, that cost seg study allows you to to take that bonus depreciation. And there's a whole bunch more on that we'll talk about at a later time. But yes, we do cost seg studies and uh, they allow for bonus depreciation on every asset we buy. Um, so on value add plays, those studies are usually utilized earlier, like in the beginning of the process, first three months. On new construction, they're usually done once the construction is done. So a little bit longer uh, down the road. And then um, what type of financing? We'll use bridge debt or traditional bank debt, uh, or we'll use agency debt, which is like Fannie and Freddie back debt. Those are the typical types of debt. We'll use um, some of those uh, those vehicles. Uh, we will utilize um, CapEx financing. So we will borrow money, additional monies from the lender to uh, finance a value add, so construction costs. And then sometimes we'll raise that construction cost for, uh, from the investor group as a whole, and then we don't have to draw it from the bank and take debt on it. So there's different ways you can you can play that. And then um, another question is, why is there a range given on the total projections or the returns? The reason there's a range is because the only guarantee in these deals is that you're not going to see the exact numbers as a return that you see in the presentation. They're guidelines. So we, we create a range to set the expectations on the lows and the highs. So we usually give you a spread, sometimes five examples of where your returns could end up. And it's usually somewhere in the middle. Um, we have found that we've exceeded the, the uh, middle projection, um, but we give you a range so that you have the high and low expectation, basically. And again, it makes sense. You know, your cash flow will most likely be the same because uh, that's easy to do. Once cash flows start coming in, you know that you have enough to pay out a six, seven, eight percent preferred return. Um, but what you don't know is the eventual exit with expenses and the value add and everything you do to increase the value. Um, you know, you're you're not going to know exactly what those total returns are going to be. So that's why there's a spread or or a guideline, if you will. And then, uh, can I invest uh, less than fifty thousand? If you're a non-accredited investor, generally it's harder to find deals, and so you'll find that the minimum is usually fifty thousand. That's a five hundred six B. Accredited investments usually five hundred six Cs mean that they can be advertised. So if you're an accredited investor, you're going to see those deals coming along social media and whatnot. Um, usually the minimum is $100,000 uh, for accredited. And there's other options for you to get in if you're trying to invest less than $50,000. But generally, your minimum is going to be 50, and in most cases, even up to $100,000, um, especially if you're being advertised to and you see that deal. So if you see accredited investors only, that's what that is. Um, usually you have to uh, make a million dollars, you have to have a million dollars in net worth or make over $200,000 a year as an individual. Uh, with in two years in a row, with the expectation that you'll make that kind of money in the third year, or three hundred thousand dollars a year in income as a household, um, with the expectation that you'll continue to make that type of money. So um, that's that's that on investing. And then, um, what is the most amount of money I can invest? And that's based on the deal. So uh, the larger the deal, generally the larger amount you can invest. But there are caps. So if you're investing in a smaller deal, uh, the maximum might be. Two hundred fifty to four hundred thousand dollars that you can actually invest in an individual deal, but those things will be outlined in the PPM. So those are just some of the questions that that were asked. Some of the some of the top questions, and then some of the questions that were not asked so regularly. I thought I would highlight for you as well. So uh, one is: Are you a full time? real estate professional. So we're not asked oftentimes if we're full-time real estate professionals. There's a lot of folks in this space that partner up that are actually not full-time, which is not necessarily a bad thing. 
But um, you want to make sure you know who you're doing business with, right? Are you guys real estate professionals? Are you full-time? You know, what's your experience level? Maybe what's your past experience? Like what's your professional experience, right? You might want to know what the people do for a living um, on, on the other side of your investment, right? So that's a great question to ask a sponsor group um, or the person you're talking to. Sometimes you're not even talking to the main sponsors or the CEO of a company. You're talking to an investor relations person. So you could always ask uh, for, for uh, the experience of the sponsor group if you are not talking to the sponsor group directly. Um, have you gone full cycle on a deal? That's another question we're not asked a lot. Have you actually sold deals so that you can prove concept and prove that you, uh, you executed on your promise, right? Again, not a deal breaker for you necessarily, but you want to you wanna, uh, be able to see if a group can actually deliver on what they say they're going to deliver and that they have the skills to actually sell a property. Um, there's some skill involved there. So that's a good question. And then um, are you okay with credit checks or background checks? You know, you may not even run them, but it's not a bad idea to ask if, if, uh, if the sponsor group is okay with you running background checks. Now, uh, any legitimate sponsor group uh, like we are, Sterling Rhino Capital, we are regulated by the SEC. We, we, we have to file an awful lot of legal docs. We have lots of attorneys and we have to follow certain guidelines. There's these things called bad boy clauses in those legal documents that you sign that mean, hey, if we take your money and run or if we do anything um, unethical, um, we could be held accountable and thrown in federal prison. So always, always good to know again who you're doing business with and, uh, and don't be afraid to ask, um, even if you just ask and uh, you're not actually going to follow through with that uh, credit check and background, right? Um the other thing is we, we we don't get asked a lot is how do the how do the how does the process work with signing documents right run me through the process and with us everything is pretty much automa- automated we have it all set up with e sign and uh, you click certain things you fill out certain things and it's it's pretty seamless and then um, we have you log into the portal fill out your financial information and then when we send out distributions it's the same thing so you will find that we will guide you through the process usually through e signing and filling out um um google docs and such which are usually just questionnaires and things of that sort but we try to keep it as painless as possible i found when i first started investing passively um there were there were lots of different ways that that uh, sponsor groups were running their process. And we took the best and worst out of all of them and we developed our process from there. So through trials and tribulations, we think we found a pretty painless process for our limited partner investors, which is which is great. Um, you know, the other thing I, I found is, you know, why don't people actually sign up and invest? So maybe you get on a call and someone doesn't invest. So, you know, we've asked a few people, you know, why, why didn't you invest it? Or, or even just through the conversations, things come out, right? And one of the things we found is, is it's the significant other in, in their life, the relationship or something. Maybe the husband or the wife uh, or significant other uh, just isn't comfortable. And, um, you know, we encourage uh, both of them to get on the phone with us and listen in, right? Or have a follow-up call. Right, or even get on Zoom and actually see who you're dealing with, right? Uh, and and to get comfortable with the process, even if it's just for the vetting process, even if they're not going to invest but they really want to learn, I think it's it's fair to say that it's you know it's not a, a good idea, in my opinion, to judge the process if you're not even willing to put a little bit of time into learning and a little bit more about it, the pros and cons and things of that sort. Plus, you know, maybe hopping on a Zoom call could build that confidence up a little bit. But we found that significant others uh, sometimes sometimes can uh, can you know, cause someone to not want to invest. Uh, maybe they don't have the confidence. They just, 
whether they have the approval of a significant other or not, uh, sometimes individuals just cannot get over that hump. They, they don't have the confidence to take that leap and try something different than what they're used to, which oftentimes is just investing in the stock market or saving money, right? Um, I had an instance where someone told me that they went over to their dad's and uh, dad had you know 10,000 in this dresser drawer, 20,000 under this mattress and so on and so forth. By the time they were done, he had like $110,000 and he was in his, his early 80s. And it was like, hey, dad, I'm going to take your money and put it into this syndication I'm getting into because your money's not doing anything for you. And I don't want someone to come and you know, find this money and steal it from you or whatever. But again, amazing. Some people, especially if you're a little bit older, you know, you're, you don't trust the banks and you keep your money in, in a mattress, right? So uh, I've, I've, I've kind of seen and heard a little bit of everything. It's pretty crazy. Um, outside influences can, uh, can deter people from wanting to invest. You know, maybe you have friends and family or people that are not investors or maybe folks that are not diversified and they're just comfortable. Well, of course, oftentimes they're going to naysay things they don't understand because most most people don't spend any time educating themselves on what their options are, which is why this is like the best kept secret. A lot of people just don't know about it, right? They don't even know it's an option, let alone spend a few hours to actually learn or hop on a call. Um, I'm always grateful that someone takes the time to hop on a call with me, 30 minutes, an hour, and just pick my brain because that means that they're trying to learn. They're trying to educate themselves. They're trying to vet options. They're trying to make their money work harder for them. And I just absolutely love that. So uh, don't let outside influences, uh, you know, deter you. You know, do your own do your own vetting and and, uh, and and check it out for yourself. And then encourage others to do the same because there's nothing wrong with learning a little bit more. Uh, lack of capital, you know, lack of capital is another another reason. Um, people, you know, they think they can get involved in, in real estate and then they realize they don't really have that much money, a couple thousand dollars, or maybe they have $50,000 but or whatever the number is, but that's all they have. And we discourage people from taking all their money and putting it into an asset. Right, so um, sometimes it's it's just lack of capital and uh, and sometimes lack of discipline to save enough capital. Right, uh, it's like uh, you know money burning your hole in your pocket. That, that old saying: uh, the more money you have laying around, the, the more opportunity you have to spend it. So um, sometimes it's hard for people, even when they find out that they can get into the space, to actually save up and then uh, take that leap uh, and and just do it. Right, and then there's fear. Right, fear is just that common, that common bond <laughs> among all of us—a common denominator. Everybody has a little bit of fear, um, but but what's great about fear is that uh, someone has experienced it and, and broken through it. And I, I use fear to drive me personally uh, because I have found more times in my life, whether it be climbing mountains or deep sea scuba diving or whatever, I have found that um, facing those fears, I grew substantially as a result, and then realized overall that. Um, it was about experiencing something that someone else has experienced and overcome and just uh, building a level of confidence uh, to do so. And that I really started living life when I started facing my fears. And so don't be fearful, just educate yourself and learn and then apply that knowledge correctly and, and go out there and, and invest and diversify, you know, um, pay yourself first. Don't be fearful, just learn. And, uh, and through, that, uh, through that education, you'll, you'll build more confidence, which will help you overcome the fear. So uh, I hope that was helpful. Those are frequently asked questions. Those are, you know, some of the things we are not asked regularly that we should be. And then also um, some of why people don't invest. So I hope that was helpful. Uh, please continue to educate yourself and listen in. We've got lots of good content coming your way. Thanks so much for your time. We appreciate you. If you're ready to start creating your fortune today, head over to createyourfortunepodcast.com forward slash income. 
When you get to the page, there are two options. Option one is for you if you're not sure exactly how the investment process works or how to get ready to be an investor. We've created a short, fast class you can sign up for that will walk you through the steps and answer questions like, what does a good investment look like? And so much more. It even includes an audio version so you can quickly learn on the go as you golf, go to your day job, or work out. Just think, in a couple of days, you can start listening and learning about creating your fortune and not be stuck wondering, do I even have enough to retire? And then option two is for you if you're a sophisticated or accredited investor and have money to invest, you just need to talk to us about our next investment opportunity. You can quickly schedule a call with us and we can walk you through your options on how to get dividends flowing right away. We can help you create a plan to have three to 10,000 or even more in passive income every month that's reliable, safe, and steady. Ditch the small returns and unpredictable growth. Head over to createyourfortunepodcast.com forward slash income. And let's build the life of your dreams today.